Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Ladies and gentlemen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Send us your ideas. We are open to any idea. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. What are your two cents on the running back market right now, Mark Ingram? I think it's criminal that they're trying to do our position like this. Would you tell them to hold out? I definitely would. Earlier on the show, three-time Pro Bowl running back Chris Johnson, actor and comedian Godfrey. Coming up, 13-year NFL veteran Ephraim Salam. And now, sitting in for Rich, it's Mike Hill. Two hours down, one more hour to go on the Rich Eisen Show. Mike Hill sitting in for the great Rich Eisen. Happy to be here with you guys. Uh, Brock Del Tufo, TJ in the house with me. Fellas, two hours down, man. The weekend is almost here, baby. Let's do it. It's flying, man. I'm still recovering from last weekend, man. You know, what I've realized at my age, I'm 52. I'll be 53 next month. Shout out to all the Leos out there. It's about a BR season once again. uh, Is that I can still party. I just can't recover. Yeah, <laughs> it's a recovery. Yeah. It's I a recovery, can't recover. Yeah. It takes me a long time to recover. Bounce back, Bruh, I mean, like I was out in Vegas. I hung out one time to like four o'clock in the morning. Summer league out there, man, and the heat and everything. The partaking some beverages, you know what I mean, <laughs> here and there, and hanging out with some folks and partying, listening to music, and then going to the pool and doing it all over again. I realized the next day I wake up, man, it's like your body feels things they never felt before. <laughs> you get to be a certain age, your body just doesn't like bounce back the way it does. I mean, like, I understand I need to go to cryotherapy. Oh, yeah. I, I need, I need like oxygen tanks. I need those type of things to recover. I need what the NFL players and the NBA players use. I just can't afford it. But yeah, that's what I need because I can't recover. <laughs> My man. Ephraim Salam is joining us right now, 13-year NFL veteran. This is my guy. And when I tell you, like, I've met a lot of people in this business that I admire, that I love, that I respect. But Ephraim is definitely at the top of that list when it comes to that, man. 13 years in the league. Obviously, we worked together over at uh, Fox Sports. Mm-hmm. We had a radio show together on Fox Sports Radio for a while. Hit show. Hit show. Uh, and this guy is just an incredible person, incredible human being, incredible husband and father. He does it all. He is the oh, example. He's yeah, the, I love this, man. Yeah, no, he, <laughs> I do this. So, quick story, quick story. Now, obviously, I'm divorced. I just got divorced. <laughs> but Ephraim is the reason why I got married the last time. It, it, Ephraim is the reason why I met Cynthia. Yeah. Um, yeah. thought that was the one. <sighs> yeah. Struck out again. Ah, well, nice, <laughs> they they said the third time's a charm. I said three strikes and you're out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I thought I thought so too, bro. That's the reason why I married. But anyway, things happen. We're still cool. We're still good friends. But Ephraim, when we was doing a radio show together, I don't know if you remember this, but you're the one that said, "Hey, man, you know, uh, would you go on a, a dating show?" Remember you yeah. asked me that? Oh yeah, yeah. You remember that? Yep. You said you had a producer friend. Yep. And she was looking for somebody to go on Steve Harvey's show. Called me and was like, hey, dude. I was like, I think I got the perfect guy. Mm. And I called you and I said, would you be open to dating uh, one of the real housewives of Atlanta? You were like, uh, which one? <laughs> which one? <laughs> Damn, and, and, and I was, I, I was like, Cynthia Bailey. He was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Set, set that up, set that up. Set that up. So, you know, and look, I, I thought the rest was history, uh, you know, but uh, look, life is full of experiences. It is, man. Right? You take the good, the bad, you can learn from every experience. And, you know, that's relationships. It is. It is. It's history. And, you know, but you, you've you been able to carve out a, a great career for yourself, but also a great relationship with your wife, Renice. How long have you guys been married now? We've been married 17 years, been together 20. 17, 20. Wow. And she used to be a, a, a dancer for she Beyonce. She was a dancer. She was one of the best dancers in the world. She danced uh, with Beyonce, 
Destiny's Child, Ricky Martin, Usher, Rihanna. She toured the world, you know, for 12 years. Wow, man. Awesome. 17 years together, man. How the kids doing? Beautiful. And you're coaching? Beautiful. You're coaching? I coach. Uh, ba- I'm, it's basketball. I have two games tomorrow. Okay. So I coach my minors, which are uh, my 9- and 10-year-olds. And then I coach majors, which are 11- and 12-year-olds out in uh uh, in in the valley, and uh, we got a good team, man. We 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 work. We have a we have a model, mm-hmm. right? We have a team, like saying, "What is it? If they don't score, and then the team says they don't win." Oh, so you 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 practice defense. The you first thing defense. we learn, okay. especially at that age, is defense. Okay, because when you defense is all effort. Mm. Defense is all effort. You don't have to be the most athletic. You don't have to be the tallest, the fastest. It's just effort. Right. When you get kids at that age, you get different levels of athletic ability. You get different levels of offensive output, Mm -hmm. of of basketball IQ. Mm -hmm. So I focus on the defense because you can win games 15 to 4. Yeah, well, that 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 pretty right? much does so it. Yeah. <laughs> you have to give kids who who may feel it be intimidated about the offensive aspects of games. Like you got to dribble, you got to get past the defender, you got to pull up, you can't travel, you got to shoot a jumper. All of these things may be a little daunting for some kids who haven't had as much exposure and practice in, in basketball. But you can say, hey, this is your area. Anybody in this area. You can't let them get past you. How hard is that to do, though, to, to, to focus and to preach defense to these kids who see the Steph Currys of, of the world, the LeBron James, and they want to go out there and they want to score the basket because that's where the glory comes. Yeah, the glory comes from that, but I said the biggest glory is winning. Mm. Mm. So if you want to win, then you can't allow them to score more than you. Mm. right? So we'll have one or two, sometimes three kids who can really go. Okay. Like they can go. They can break down the defense. They can hit the open man. They can do some special things. But as a whole, we have to be a defensive-minded team. Because if we put that press on you. Mm. So you're like Nolan Richardson. Hey, he man, has- we going after you. Okay, all right. So we generate easy offense because we get turnovers. We can't. We don't let you cross half court. Wow. So we we get turnovers and that's easy layups. That's first thing you should, the first shot a kid learns is a layup. Y'all frustrating the hell out of little kids. Hey, now. But the little kids on the other team they frustrating him. <laughs> no, but, I can't get a pass half court. But the, I hate them. The, the thing I've learned and parents, parents have had they've tried to Richard Pryor toy me. What's that mean? Right. Mm-hmm. So have, you remember that? Yeah, the, I remember the, the toy. Movie, the toy, yep, right? Uh-huh. Where they hired. The, the man hired Richard to be his to, toy to come a grown man be with the kids mm-hmm. at home. Yeah, and so they would come up to me and be like, "Hey, oh my God, we love you." Um, he doesn't listen to anybody but you. Can you come? To, no, I'm not coming to your house. I have kids. My kids are right here. I'm not coming to your house. To, I'm not coming to your house to to, to be with your kids. Mm-hmm. But it's just the the respect that that you have to give when you're part of a team. I, te- I'm, I always tell the kids, look, I'm teaching you basketball, but these are life lessons. I love it. Through the lens of basketball. Mm-hmm. If you sh- give effort, if you work and you work within a team, not only here, but anywhere in life, you'll be successful. That, that's a, a great lesson to have right there and to give them to – Show them at an early age because yeah. they gotta they got they gotta grow up that way. Uh, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on, obviously, we talk about sports because we we did you know we do the sports, but we talk about life. Life, Even baby. When we was on our radio show doing. <laughs> we talk, I think we talk more about things outside That's of radio. Why they took it away? From <laughs> my- <laughs> uh, this is sports. <laughs> we'll talk about, it. but I think part of like I think sometimes like life. Uh, parallels, yeah. like you just mentioned, of like you know your life lessons. You can learn so many life lessons from the game of sports. And and one of the things that I like about you is that and we talk about the running back situation. Sometimes you got to be, you know, you got to be able to adapt. Mm-hmm. You got to be, a, and you've been able to adapt in a lot of ways, man. So after your football career is over, you went into broadcasting, mm-hmm. great as a broadcaster. 
And now you are a writer on a hit TV show. People don't realize Ephraim Salam is one of the head writers over on Bel Air, which yeah. is on Peacock, which is going into his third season now. Yes. It um I I love it. I love being creative. And my mentor, Chris Collins, who got me into television writing. My first show was a show called uh, The Continental based mm -hmm. on the hotels in the John Wick movies. Mm -hmm. Had nothing to do with sports or anything like that. But what he said to me was, you have a perspective on life that nobody in our writer's room will have. And you're always trying to find different voices, different people to, to fill these writer's room that have different life experiences. If everybody went to Harvard or Yale and, and 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 mastered or majored in 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 writing or theater arts, then you would get the same experiences. You'll get some of the same pitches. Mm -hmm. And I, he said, you've been able to live life that nobody in any of these writers' room will ever have lived. So you can speak to certain things. Uh, through a lens that no one has has viewed, and I need that. Right. So once I understood that, then you start looking at whatever the project is. I've been to you know five six shows now, and you just try to add value. That's it's it. like being in a locker room, mm -hmm. right? You go to a team, you immediately have to add value, or you will be going to another team or going to do something else. Right. So if you take that same mindset of being a collective, being a team with one goal, right? Win the Super Bowl, make the playoffs, win a game, and you take that into the real world, right? You got a nice team here. Everybody wants to make a good show, so every, there's no ego involved. Right. Whatever it takes, you go into a writer's room with that same energy, and you understand the material, and you have, you know, great pitches. And it, 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 it just, it just lends itself to it being successful because – I felt comfortable. It didn't feel like, you know, I could talk. I could tell yep. stories yep. all day. Mm -hmm. So just building out these characters, especially as a, you know, a, a beloved IP as, as Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and, and trying to recreate that. Uh, my man, my man, Morgan Cooper for Kansas City, shout out Kansas City, mm -hmm. uh, had the, the vision to, to redo that. And he did that, you know, sizzle reel and put it on the trailer and put it on, on, on YouTube and the rest was history. But we connected when I met him, and we had some of the same visions of what we thought the show should be. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is back in 2020, so this is pre-TV deal or anything. We really talked about this show and what we thought it could be. It meant so much to me in my youth. Mm -hmm. uh, so it, it, it's been a, it's been a a, a a a pleasure, man, and a blessing. I I enjoy. It. It's very cathartic, and, and it's a really good TV show. And like I said, it's going into its third, third season, season now. We just wrapped up its second season. Really good show. And um, best of luck. I don't want to get too far into it, but uh, best of luck with everything that's going on with the writer strike. Oh, you know, I know that's tough. It's cold out yeah, here. Yeah, it's on these really streets, cold. Man. Yeah, Boy, man. With cold. everything that's happening it's out here in out LA, here on these streets. I, believe me, I'm I'm insane. You 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 on strike with me too? <laughs> First time I ever been on strike. Yeah, I don't know what man. it means, but I'm like on the strike. So thing is, man. Uh, hopefully we can get these right because they're so important of to our culture and everything that goes on and everybody watches all these TV shows mm -hmm. so we need those people in the rooms and the importance of that so hopefully both sides can come to an agreement so we can get back to work very Please, soon. Please, I need to get back to work. I have these kids, it, it, man. So, so, so now that you got this time on your hands, you're just spending more time with the kids, the I, wife. You, you, is 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 uh, Is she getting you get on Renice's nah, nerves? No, no, look, it's a gift and a curse, right? Because I called you yesterday, and I was like, "Man, you coming? You want me to come to the show? I'm like, I'll, I'll come. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll come. Yeah, wait to get out the house." He was like, "Hey, man, I know it's short. No, I'm. I'm. A, what, what, what time? I'm, I said, what time? Y'all don't know. I've been sleeping. I was here last night. I've been in the parking lot waiting." Uh, to get back to work. No, but it's been a gift and a curse because normally I would be, you know, in pre, we'd be in pre-production right now. In July, we usually start pre-production. So we'd be, I'd be over at Universal and we would have been building the show off since May 22nd mm -hmm. in the writer's room. And I would be busy. I would be unavailable mm -hmm. to do anything. It'd be difficult for me to continue to coach my kids, um, in the summer because of the demand on, on building out a new season and things like that. 
So this has been the gift and the curse. The gift is I get to really spend this summer with the kids, with the family. Uh, we had all our birthdays in the summer. My 11-year-old be 12 next Friday, so happy birthday, Rashid. And, you know, our anniversary, 20 years together, 17 married, uh, was in June. My birthday's in June. My wife's birthday's in June. My youngest son's birthday's in June. Right. So... Uh, that's why I really need to go back to work. So anybody out there listening to this, I'm, I'm available. June has wiped out the, the, uh, the my, fun. My, my fun. It's just it completely wiped out the emergency fund. Um, but the curse is I, I'm a worker. I love working. Yes, you do. You, you know, do. I love to create. I love to engage. And so... I, you just got to, it's the ebbs and flows of life, man. You got to take the good with the it, bad. It is. And I, I look at it and, and tell me if I'm wrong, but it's all a blessing, to be honest oh, with you. Because the fact that you get a chance to spend this time with your family, especially your kids and that quality time with the wife and yeah. whatnot, and I don't know how much you love your wife and you want to spend time with her. But the kids grow up really quick. Yes. I mean, my kids, my youngest just graduated from college. I saw her. Congratulations, Thank man. you very much, man. She just graduated from UCLA, Beautiful. already uh, on her own, working. And when she comes back home, it's like a blessing. It's like yeah, a man, chance you to like, see her. What y'all want to do? They so like, uh, enjoy this time while you can, I'm man. I'm trying to hold on really to it, busy. man. Uh, you know, my oldest, he don't even want me to kiss him no more. He don't. Yeah, when do you stop kissing a, a, a boy? When, when you, and now you can kiss him. I, I think you're, you're, you know. You my dad him. wanted to kiss me right now. I kiss my dad. It's my yeah, dad, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, it, that's love. That's So what we have to do is we have to start putting rules and parameters on love. Mm. Right? Oh, well, you got, in a certain age, you got to stop. No, man, these are my babies. Mm. These are my babies. Yeah. I, look, man, they, I, and I told him. He was like, Dad, I'm not a baby anymore. I said, baby, you're going to always be my baby. Yeah. I don't care how old you are. You're going to always be my baby. That's all. Right? That's but that's awesome. a father. I'm raising men. Yeah. My wife and I, we're raising black men. Right. Right? And so you, I want to, we want to raise them with love, empathy, respect, right? Knowledge of self. Mm-hmm. So they can be fathers and, and do the same thing. Eventually... Us in our community, we got to break the cycle. And I'm glad you're doing that because we need to do more of that, like you said, course, not man, just in our community, but over around the world, man, that men can show that type of emotions with one another and still be real men. It's like, I love you. I got love you. You want to hug me? I, 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 we hugged. We, we hugged. Chest to chest hug. Too. Uh, we, uh, yeah, we, we, we didn't give we that like, brother no, hug. We, you we know. embraced, yeah. man. I ain't kissing you, though. Bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I love you, but you know what I'm saying? Just, you know, yeah. Back with more E from Salam. Coming up, we'll talk more about the uh, NFL. I want to talk to you about the running back situation okay. in the NFL as well. Yeah, it's coming up next right here on uh, the Rich Eisen Show. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's great, man, are these, you know, we do a lot of NFL, NBA shows on Family Feud for celebrity. Right. It's great, man, when regular people discover that celebrities don't know nothing. 
<laughs> they don't. You think because a person is famous, they know more. They actually know less. Yeah. <laughs> they know less than anybody else because they're exposed to less. Rich people don't know how much milk costs. You get out of touch, man. And when they come on Celebrity Family Feud, you find out how out of touch they are. They don't know anything, man. Like, one of the questions for the NFL team was, yeah. and we were asking a guy running back for the Packers, uh, can't think of his name, but the question was, complete the sentence. Strip. And you spot, you know, like strip mall, strip, strip poker, strip sack. This could be even strip a, sack. Yeah. I said, name, complete the word strip. He said, per. <laughs> strip per. I went, hold on, man. I quit breathing. <laughs> How is that your point of reference to complete the word strip? Per. P-E-R. That was it. I was done. That was one of my great moments. And he, again, you just walk away, and you just you realize it in the moment. Like, okay, this is it, and I'm going to let this thing go. Hey, after the I show, he asked me, he said, Steve, is there any way we could edit that out? <laughs> I said, sir, we're not editing that out. Matter of fact, we're going to embellish it. <laughs> You're going to say purr so loud. Purr. guys have had some incredible moments on this show, man. It's funny. Oh, man. Once again, we're back on the radio side. On the television side, they play these archives, and they were talking about Steve Harvey was on the show, and talking about Family Feud, and he's talking, he said, complete the sentence, strip, just for the radio people. And he was uh, NFL players Mm -hmm. one there, and uh, one of the players completed the sentence instead of saying strip mall, strip tees, he said strip burr. Per, 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 yeah, that's your brethren right there, Ephraim. Hey, man, <laughs> yeah, that's that's. I'm I I understood that. <laughs> I, I mean, I, 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 that didn't seem weird to me. I'm yeah. like, oh, that makes sense. I mean, look, we were all young and and. You know, you're into whatever you're into. Yeah, okay. I mean, we, you know, in the day, we surveyed a hundred. Who are the hundred people? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. They put them all. They yeah, went yeah, in yeah, Atlanta. I, I can tell you that. Atlanta, 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 that's the first thing them. they say, strip per. That would have been the number one answer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, 60 points. They say it's all about where you are <laughs> yeah, and where you're polling these people. Exactly. That's why I'm always saying, yeah, we asked a hundred people, blah, blah, blah. And where you asking South from? Dakota. Yeah. Okay. Because you ain't asking where I'm from. No. We don't know nothing about that. Welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show on Radio Network. I'm sitting in the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Hanging out with my man, one of my best friends in the world, Ephraim Salam. My, my mom is going to be so happy that oh, you're on the show. Love moms, my mom just loves she's love like, oh, Tell Ephraim I said hello. <laughs> oh, she just loves her son. I think she wishes you were her son. Well, I mean, it happens. <laughs> I, you know, it, it happens. I just, I, I'm just being me, man. You, you, you're just a great guy, man. You was giving us some, some marital advice uh, during the break and how much your, your wife should be your best friend and all that. And, no matter what you see, if you can see a stripper hanging out, you still got to go home to your wife. I mean, like, well, you, you, got, you if you look, I, and I used to tell the younger guys in the locker room this. So every Thursday, I might be spilling the beans, but every Thursday in an NFL locker room, the teams by position go out to eat. Mm-hmm. And you either go to the strip, strip club before you eat or after. But it, you going. <laughs> you you go and you gonna be there. Well, first of all, the strip club got some of the best wings. Well, I'm not gonna eat lemon pepper at the wings. strip club. I like I make it a rule not to eat around open <laughs> butts. Okay, like open I wings. can't I'm not I can't what? Like butts and 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 burgers, I can't. Uh. <laughs> right, like you burgers. wouldn't, you wouldn't just be on the table naked at home eating. So why? Like I, I can't do it. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, but you putting your dollars in the, the the dollars are fine. You don't eat the dollars. I'm not about to. 
Yo. Yo. Mm. The, no, man. Yeah, no, 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 no. no, no. Sanitary um, <laughs> But I would tell them, like, they, I hear them on the phone, like, oh, no, we're going to eat. Uh, baby, we're going to be late and we're going we to be at the steakhouse all night. And I'm like, well, but they'll hear me. I'm like, yo, we're going to Treasures first or mm. wherever, and then we're going to go eat. And then it's like, oh, man, you told your wife you're going to the strip club? I said, yeah, fool. Wow. Because you had you had one that understood. Well, because I went to those establishments prior to getting married. Uh-huh. We've gone together. And so, like, it, I'm not going in there I, to— I got to, it. I'm sorry, Ephraim. I got to do a survey here. Because who, who's Brock, when you married? Not technically, but— Okay. You had a significant Of course, number. of course. Significant. You, 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 you want to be honest. Right, absolutely. You want to be transparent. You have to be. Have to be. Are you telling your your, your wifey, or your you know that's what we call in the community wifey, even though she ain't your wife, wifey. That you probably would. I'm not a strip club guy, but I would tell her, hey, this is what we're doing. Okay. And she'd be like, cool, have fun. That's good. It's good to be transparent that way. I guess. You well, know. you can't if you're if you can't tell the truth about that. Yeah. Then. You're going to find yourself wanting to lie about more and more things. Here's the problem sometimes is you can tell the truth and be very transparent mm-hmm. and be very honest, and then you're still going to get a lot of crap. You got to you know, know you married, though. So, yeah, that's true. See, that's why I'm You got to know who you married. That's why I'm You can tell the truth all you want and, and fall into a fight, but that's what you married. And, but I, I, I'm, I'm the one that's always been really transparent, been mm-hmm. honest. Hey, this one, I'll be at FaceTime, and hey, here's who's here, blah, 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 and doing all that type of stuff like that in the background. And like, okay, hey, hey, get home, and then there's the drama. So it's almost like, I'm damn if I do or damn if I don't. Because the well, reason I, I want to be trans- I some of your ex-girls, so. Yeah, you you know, you remember at my birthday party. <laughs> Man, bro. Yeah, you remember. Woo. We ain't going to mention names. Because <laughs> wow. as well, yeah. Feels like there's a story my here. My wife and I were like, what is happening <laughs> And we weren't even together. <laughs> we, were, we were sitting there counseling this girl, and all she could do was be like, <laughs> I wasn't even with her anymore, man. <laughs> yeah. Wait, is he? Who's he talking to? I'm like, uh, that's just. But I, I, look, I say that to say, I said, gentlemen, you're going to walk yourselves into an argument because we all play for the team. Mm. So you don't know who, who the other patrons are in these establishments. All it takes is, oh, hey, um, my cousin was at so-and-so and saw the guys there. And by the time you get home, that news has traveled home. Already. And then now you got to lie again. Like, where'd you guys go tonight? Oh, we went to uh, 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 Fleming's. You oh, know, no, no. This is how it goes. Like, oh, so yeah, did you have a good time tonight? Did you have a good time tonight? Mm-hmm. And, and who, who, was, who was there again? That's when you know you're in trouble. Hey, when, they, when they ask that. So who, who was there again? Look, if you... If you, for all of the newlyweds out there, people in, in marriages, uh-huh. if you can cut those little things out, like your phone. If my wife was like, hey, I'm going to run to the store right quick. I don't know my, where my phone is. I'll say, take my phone. <laughs> Somebody, right? Men would, they would throw their phone on the ground they and throw smash it. Out. <laughs> but I say that to say the amount of weight that 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 you release mm-hmm. from being able to do something like that or not having to hide something it's just it's freeing it's very freeing in a relationship it is man all right let's talk a little sports here let's i'm, I'm here talking to you from salon man former uh, nfl player 13 years in the league you missed this time of year training camps no. training camps opening up the, no nope i i i get anxiety around this time of year why is that i hate a training camp well, I mean, most NFL players hate a training not, camp, but you don't miss tra- any not. any parts of the game of football. Like you said, the camaraderie, I love being the in the locker room. Great. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. But being I came part of into team. the league in like the, the late 90s, and training camp was actually really training camp. Like mm. we had six weeks of two-a-days. Hell. Full practice. Mm-hmm. In pads. My first four years, we had it up in – my first three years, we had it up in at Furman University. Mm. In South Carolina. And that must be where the devil went to school because that's how hot it was. <laughs> <laughs> Brother, I, that's where you vacation hey, at least. Hey, man, 
you come out of there and the third week of training camp, your head hurt from the helmet. It's 110 on the heat index. And you just for it 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 just became like uh, now being with the guys, mm-hmm. being in the locker room, knowing that everybody was feeling the same way except for the kickers and 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 the punters, they just goofing around. Yeah, that's yeah. why I don't nobody they, they, be they messing with their them. Times. They yeah. just goofing yeah. around over there, kicking balls in the trash can <laughs> and all of that. <laughs> um, and it's just those long days. So it's a. Uh, 7 a.m. to to 9 p.m. day every day. Yeah, you played with uh, Jamal Anderson, right? Jamal, Jamal, my guy, man. Jamal Anderson, Jam, Dirty Bird back in the day. Yeah, great running back. You know, played until he got injured, ran yeah. out. Oh yeah. Why don't we see hmm. running backs get the respect they used to get anymore? I know it's a passing league, but yes. they're not getting respect when it comes to getting paid. Why do you think that's the problem? Well, the illusion of quarterbacks like. Peyton Manning and Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady. Those guys were so great. Like, mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes is so great. Yep, Joe Burrow. We really still waiting for Kansas City to have a dynamic running game. That's true. They're winning Super Bowls without it. Mm-hmm. Clyde, it was but hilarious. those are the outliers. Mm-hmm. That isn't the norm. Every team doesn't have a Patrick Mahomes. So this notion of, well, we can win without a running back. No, he can win without a running back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Brady can win without a running back. Mm-hmm. But everybody else... Y- y- y'all can't win without no running but back. But isn't this isn't this a league that's a copy in any any sport? It's always a copycat. Well, yeah, league. yes. So we feel like obviously you got to have a quarterback like Tom Brady or Patrick How Mahomes or Joe Burrow. Yeah, but Two. yeah, but there's still a copycat league. And 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 I'm I'm trying to think of the last Super Bowl winner that actually had a great running back. I mean, Fournette with the Bucks, but. Tom Brady was still on that team. No, the, the you're looking. It would be probably the Rams, Marshall Falk. I mean, that goes back to what was that '99? That was 2000. But this is this is it became more of a passing league. So so when you talk about the argument that you need that mm-hmm. running back, yeah, and Super Bowl winning teams have not had that running back or needed that running back, can you see? And on which I'm playing devil's advocate. Can you see where NFL teams are saying, well, why are we going to overspend for running backs when other teams are one without running backs that were superstar players? Yeah, I can see it, but it doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand it because only one team can win the Super Bowl. But that doesn't mean only one team has a successful year. Mm-hmm. So you have to be able to, number one, I'm an offensive lineman. Right. So I understand what and y'all could, would rather run block than pass now. block. <laughs> yeah. I would rather go forward with yeah. aggression yeah. than back up and wait. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> I, I mean, to, to me, that, that, that seems simple, right? I would rather go forward. Like mm. when we when we we had our first fifteen mapped out, and the night before the game, we would get our script, the first fifteen plays, mm. and I would. I would look. I would just like, please don't be no seven step drop. Don't mm. be a pass. <laughs> And I look, and it'd be like twenty three. I I left twenty three scat. That's it. empty, empty backfield, four receivers, <laughs> right? Now they know it's pass. I hated starting a game with the pass play mm. because as an offensive lineman, we want to set the tempo, right? Like I want to be the uh, uh, aggressor. The aggressor. I want to go after them mm-hmm. and not let them go after me. So in terms of having a running back and a running game, I know how important it is for time of possession to be able to grind out those yards, mm. to not feel like on second and six you have to pass the ball. I, I want to give us an opportunity to get four yards a carry. After, after three carries – that's 12 yards. That's the first down, mm-hmm. right? The longer we have the ball, when I was in Houston, the first time the Houston Texans ever beat the Indianapolis Colts with Peyton Manning, we won the time of possession by a mile. Mm-hmm. 
it was third. They, the game plan was it's going to be third and nine. We're going to run the ball on third and nine. Oh, it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. We were running the ball as long as Peyton didn't as have the ball. He couldn't Peyton beat you. didn't have the yeah, as long okay. as he stood on the sideline. We had an opportunity to win the game. Ron Dane, I believe, had 153 yards Ron rushing Dane. that game. Um, yeah, but that to me, that's a formula that I can win mm-hmm. because now you get chunk plays off play action, but you cannot play action without running the ball first. That's true. That's true. Talking to Ephraim Salam, talking about the NFL. Uh, I want to go around the league real quick. Uh, obviously, the uh, the Commanders just mm-hmm. got sold six point oh five billion dollars. Uh, so Daniel Snyder no longer the owner officially mm-hmm. of the team. You ever play for an owner that was just horrible, that was terrible, or just someone that you just felt like, why is he in charge of this scene? No, not not in that aspect. I've played for an organization where I didn't think ownership and management were clear about how to be successful. What do you mean? It didn't feel like I was on an NFL team. Cheap? What, what? It, it, it was just the way things were done. What do you mean? So Explain. So... In 2009, right at the end of my career, uh, I went to Detroit for a year. Mm. And this was after they went 0-16. And that was my 11th year. No, that was my 12th year in the league. Mm. And so I had experienced what the NFL was. The highs, the lows, the the greatness of being a professional athlete in a city, in in, in, in a town. And when I got to Detroit, it was like just going to work. So it was things were being done that didn't lend to winning football games. Mm-hmm. So the guys there, the Jeff Backuses and Dominic Rayola, these guys who have been in Detroit their whole career, they never experienced what the true greatness of the NFL was. They literally were just going to work. Because that was part and of the going culture. Home. Right. The entire like, time. You didn't become a professional athlete just to go to work. It comes with certain things. The city, the the, the like when I was in, in Denver, I'd never paid for a meal. I'd never paid for a meal. Just Anywhere. Because, just because they love the, the franchise what? that much. Never. So when you get to a, a place and certain things are happening and you're looking and you've had an experience in the league. You're looking around like, oh, wow, this is terrible. <laughs> and, you know, I don't want to be disparaging. And they're, and, they're, and they're not winning. No, and they're not winning. Yeah. And so it, it was just like, huh. Like, you can sacrifice certain things to win. But if you don't get those things and you don't win, then you really just punching the clock. You're Pretty punching much. it with, with a hell of a time card, but it, it just didn't lend to the excitement of what the league had to offer. We were talking about early, the, the first segment of the day with uh, with uh, Brockman and everybody was trying to figure out the, the worst owners uh, yeah. in, in franchise sports history. One, one person that we did not bring up was um, Bengals owner, Mike yeah, Brown. Mike Brown. Mike Brown. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they, they just started recently winning, right, with Joe Burrow as the quarterback, but – Notoriously cheap, right? Yes. Heard so many stories about and, and, and the the hard part about hearing some players, and I know you guys are NFL players, professional players, and a lot of people in the real world don't want to. Oh, you guys get millions of dollars. I can't. Sometimes if they don't give you proper equipment, they don't give you fresh socks or you know things like that. Some of the yeah. the, the, the essential basics, it can lead to a, a terrible culture. Oh, it, it, that is a terrible culture. <laughs> it becomes, uh, you know, dog eat dog. Um, one owner, I, I saw that segment. One owner you didn't mention. What's the what's the the, the lady's name who owned the Marshot? Marshot, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of racist owners. That that, that <laughs> probably would be up at the the, the top of my list because she was just yeah. t- in the media saying the stuff. Oh, like she she was just crazy. Right? Like <laughs> she, she, she was on. Yeah. What was so, a report that came out? Like, the Cardinals were charged for their food and lunch and at the facility, things like that. Yeah, that that to me is. That is crazy. Yeah, remember who was it? Was it Eric Davis? Was it in the World wow. Series? Eric Davis got hurt. It was in the playoffs, and I can't remember what it was. They didn't pay for him to come back home. Or what, he was on the road. I can't remember exactly what it was. Yeah, it's been some. It's been some some 
really terrible owners. And you got to realize most owners, this is like a game. It's like Monopoly. Right. Mm-hmm. Most owners have made their money elsewhere mm-hmm. and they want to come do this thing. Like, hey, I'm going to come buy this. This is team. their hobby. This is, this is your hobby. This is what you're going to do. And it's like playing a board game at home. But it's a damn good investment. It's I mean, a great if I give you $800 million now, and I make $6.05 billion, in there, yeah. if I'm, Donald Sterling bought the Clippers for $12 million. Yeah. And he made $2 billion. And he when ran he sold them it. like they were. And they, they ran him out the league yeah, and he still sold to, it for $2 billion. Yeah. And that was like, the, I mean, the Clippers weren't worth $2 billion at the time. But um, yeah, that was you know it was what it was. It was some friendship there, and uh, Balmer came in and overpaid, which is it is what it is. What it did was it raised the value of every. If the Clippers cost two billion dollars, what the Lakers cost? Yep. Yeah. Right. Think about that. If the Clippers, you pay two billion at the time. Mm-hmm. If you pay two billion dollars for the Los Angeles Clippers, the Lakers must have been worth ten billion. Mm-hmm. So I I get it. He and in turn, raise the value of NFL franchises. I mean, of NBA franchises across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, similar to what this group just did right now with the Commanders at six billion. So now that's six billion dollars. What are the Cowboys worth? Cowboy, I think they, they said the Cowboys and the Yankees are going back and forth. This the uh, yeah, the, they're valued at eight, eight and change, right? But so, I bet if Jerry sold, he'd, he could probably get ten. All right, he could yeah. definitely somebody, get ten. yeah, because somebody's going. It's going to be a bidding war. Yeah, you would think if the yeah. if the Lakers, the Yankees, or the Cowboys mm-hmm. ever went up for sale, jeez, oh. I mean, with the, what they're worth is one thing, yeah, same. but they're going to be who wouldn't want if you can afford that? Who wouldn't want to own one That's of legacy. those franchises? That's, That's legacy. legacy. It's yeah. incredible. With Ephraim Salon, I want to uh, end the show. We we had a, we, I think you had a segment, Brockman, about best and worst alternate uniforms. Oh yeah, we got some jersey stuff. Let's take some... let's take a break and come back and do that. Okay, we're gonna take a break because Brockman's a producer. He's one of the producers on the show. So when they say take a break, he then has that's, a producer that's voice. Break. So he's gonna, yeah. he said break. So break we're gonna take a break. That's what we're gonna do right here on the Rich Eisen show. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Title Transference aired October 27, 2004. Director James Marshall, writers Todd Slavkin, Darren Swimmer. I really like this episode, and I'm surprised that you don't like it as much as you thought you did. I actually respect your opinion more than I respect my own in general. (laughs) (laughs) When you say things are good and I check them out, they are. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. Named one of the best personal finance podcasts, The Stacking Benjamin Show with Joe and his friends makes financial literacy fun. I got an email today from the LenPenzo.com HR department. I find oh. it really interesting. I'm an employee of one at this company, so but somebody from the HR department sent me an email telling me that I had a raise. If I just opened the attachment, I could see how much my raise was. Make sure you click on the links that are in there, too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. There's yeah, safe. I can't wait. This is I'm excited. Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen. We had uh, Jerry uh, on the show just a couple weeks ago, Larry, and I asked him, how come Steinbrenner himself never appeared on Seinfeld? And he said Steinbrenner shot a scene, but it was so bad you cut it. Is that a true story? True story, yeah. What was so bad about it? He flew out on his private jet to do the show mm-hmm. and flew back that day and okay he did it and uh, then I, I go into editing and I'm watching the show and oh my god he was so awful <laughs> he was so bad it was you couldn't use it it was much better from behind with my voice <laughs> you know than actually seeing the real the real guy doing it right so that was a scene where he was with Costanza? With, with... He was with Elaine in a restaurant, I think. Okay. And um, I had to call him up and tell him he was cut. <laughs> How did that go? I called Yankee Stadium. I said, it's, uh, I want to talk to Mr. Steinbrenner. It's Larry David. He got on the phone. Yeah. I said, uh, um, Mr. Steinbrenner, it's Larry David calling from the Seinfeld Show. Yes, yes, Larry, what is it? I said, um, I said I'm, I'm sorry to tell you this. He said... Come on, you can tell me I'm a big boy. I can take it. Yeah. <laughs> but you slipped back, back in that voice. Yeah, like right. I bike. slipped right back in, right. And I said, I'm, you know, I've been cut from the show. And uh, 
I, I said it's not your fault, but it's just the, the scene wasn't working, and uh, that was it. How do you take it? <clears throat> He was a big boy. He took it well. <laughs> so he, yeah. he told you how he was going to take it. And he actually, and, and, took, and it actually well. took it, yeah. George Steinbrenner and Lane. Wow. I would never have guessed. I would have thought that there would have to have been a Costanza George moment. I, right I there. know there was an Elaine scene. I don't okay. know. There may have been a George scene. I'm not right. sure. I don't remember. Back on the Rich Eisen Show, uh, Mike Hill filling in for Rich Eisen today, hanging out with my man Ephraim Salam. Uh, the fellas are in here. You know, one observation I made, I've been doing the show, uh, this is my second time doing it in the last couple of weeks. TJ, I didn't realize he, he burns a candle over there. I oh, did yeah. not, like, the, the whole, can- like, the ambiance, the whole vibe, Fox bro. is real deep what? over there. That's, that's how Rich <laughs> starts every show when he gets to me. He's like, it's the candle lit. It's, it's the candle yeah. lit. Okay, man. So I'm working yeah, on my nice own candle I, I, I got a feeling that you light other things on the weekend. <laughs> 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 I just get there. I don't I'm know. I, I mean, I why thought, wait for the weekend? I you know, know, why wait for the weekend? You know, hey, fire it up. You know, I'm just you saying it's legal. They call it's it a green room for Rick. a reason. <laughs> you know, the, the, the best part the weekend. outside uh, 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 when we went to break, a Laker fan and a Celtic fan having a discussion. The most hilarious, <laughs> intense Fantastic. thing you will hear. And I like they Ephraim's telling I just Rockman, made I made a statement. I said the Celtics are are done. They'll never have a team as good as they've had for the last two years. That's all I said. But and you went crazy. When you say done, like like they're not gonna make the playoffs or no, they're no, not gonna of be course a, they'll make the playoffs. Not be what did you say? Why would they make the playoffs? Because the East is what? Well, the East is not as strong top to bottom as You're the West. Right. You're absolutely right. Mm. But given that, with the team that they've had, they still haven't been able to win a championship. They were up 2-1 in the finals, and they pushed uh, Eastern finals to Game 7. I, I, I think a lot of fan bases would sign for that. They would them, love that. For their favorite team. The, the Lakers aren't like that because we only go into the season – for championships, not to make deep playoff runs. That's the difference between Boston and L.A. Oh, oh I ain't going to get started. The difference between Ooh. what now? Oh, Boston oh, and L.A. The team with the most <laughs> career titles? Oh. No, not the most. Uh, y'all tied. Yes. yes. We're tied. Yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah, oh, you, what about the five from Minneapolis? Tied. We're tied. Yeah, oh. those don't count. They do count. <laughs> they do count. They do count. You and O'Shea can count those five. They don't count. They do count. And then you got the asterisks on the one a couple years ago. Oh, the asterisks. I don't know what world you live in, but it's purple and gold, and it's not like the rest of us. You take Bird, I'll take Magic. We got 27. You take Paul Pierce, I'll take Kobe. Yeah, yeah. So we got That's just You take, I take Kareem, you take Bill Russell. Bill Russell. I mean, hey, look, both both great I franchises. Mean, yeah, both great franchises. Course, but Yankees got twenty seven by the way, though, Mike. Yeah, twenty twenty seven. Yeah, twenty seven. Even though we haven't won in almost I mean, fifteen years, that's twenty seven. So the fact that we haven't won in fifteen years, still got twenty seven. That says something. Yeah. I'm just saying. You know, I got <laughs> seven in my lifetime. I admit it. You guys got eleven in my lifetime, so I'm I'm happy with that. Eleven what championships? Overall, yeah. Oh no, I'm not talking about about just my baseball team. See, I know. I got four for my football team. (laughs) Eleven. I got. I got two for my basketball team. I'm that old that I. I had two championships from the Knicks. (laughs) (laughs) I am that old. I was born the year they won that that first championship. Do you count that one? I can. I can't remember it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember it. I know the archives. The footage is so grainy, man. It's just crazy. When you go to the garden, you see the Reed Reed banner on the Rangers. I count the Rangers as a team, 94. I was, you know, so, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I got up. to see 11 and just all in, in basketball, so I'm, I'm happy about that. 11 all in. Dang. You see yeah, 11 yeah, Lakers. Yeah, yeah. Have the, the Lakers won that many championships? The Los yeah. Angeles Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> and, they, and TJ got so many teams, I'm pretty sure yeah, his yeah, team is yeah, like. Man, you guys so many teams. This nonsense is ridiculous. <laughs> How is it ridiculous? 
like everybody talked about how many teams TJ has. But let's let's let, let's be real and look at this. Now I'm counting. There, as my argument being, there's 150 plus college teams, right? I didn't go to a D1 school, so because I like, well, I grew up in the middle of Pennsylvania, <laughs> so I like Penn State. And Penn. It's like so what? And, and by the way, I, again, I'm not one of these guys who like locks himself in a room on Sunday. Like college football, I love, but I'm like past that point where I'm gonna sit there and let a bunch of kids who can't legally drink like ruin my weekend. So I don't uh, like college football is great. I like it, but I, yeah, I like these teams. But if I got some, if I got a party to go to, I'm not gonna miss it so I could sit home and watch Pitt play. Uh, no, I'm like cool if they win, great. If they don't win, great. Life's gonna keep on. He's got the Mets in well, the Cowboys. Sound like he said this a couple of times. <laughs> again, guys, again. let me explain this again. again. It sound like you just go write it down. And just read I mean, it off. It's of like I gotta keep explaining myself. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm never gonna mess with you again when it comes oh. to your multiple teams, man. That's okay. I like one football team, and that's primarily why we're in the building. So we'll just. You know, we'll concentrate on uh, on that team. What's the what's your team? Well, the Cowboys. The Cowboys, of course. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, two minutes left in the show, uh, so I, uh, we don't have time for that. Do we have time for that? You want to do it? Yeah, or do do it, do it just, yeah, let's do it quick. So the uh, NFL, some teams have been rolling out the, the throwbacks that are coming okay. back this season. Some cool, fun uniforms. We just want to take a look at some stills, uh, get your guys' uh, opinion on what you think. Oh. I think these Seahawks ones. Oh, that, that's the yeah. larger baby. So I think about that. Ooh, that's kind of dope. Jim Zorn, baby. That's I good. Like I like helmet. that. That's dope. That's my era. So, yeah. Yeah. I like that, that. That fluorescent green and stuff they be wearing now. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, what that they is, right? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, wow. Here, this is, this is Cleveland going with the white, oh, white on white. That's, that's clean that right there. That's real clean. Yeah. That'll almost make you watch them. <laughs> I love that helmet. Yeah, is, that like the, that is that a throwback? To what? Like, yeah, that, that looks like to a Baltimore. Division I don't remember the three. Uh, just an alternate. That's an alternate team. uniform. Okay, yeah. yeah. That looks like a Division three college um, college team. It, it does. I, I'm yeah. not. I'm not feeling that. I like, one. I like the, the black helmet, helmet though. The black helmet. Yeah, it is. Classic. Yeah, right there. That's Purple the people, same uniform they were eaters. wearing when we beat them in the NFC Championship. Game. <laughs> yes, I like that. I like that uniform. Yeah. The Morton brothers, huh? Yeah, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, you know, it happens. Yeah. They had missed the field goal all season long. And then the Lions. What is oh, this alternate? This is an alternate. Team. That looks like a Greyhound bus <laughs> logo right there. That doesn't look like a lion. That lion yeah. does not yeah, look like. The lion is eating the wild. That lion looks like Scar, not uh, <laughs> Mufasa or Simba. So, <laughs> Scar. I don't know. We got to wrap it up. I, I want to thank uh, Chris Johnson, Godfrey the Comedian, my man Ephraim Salam for joining us here on the Rich Eisen Show. I'm Mike Hill, filling in for Rich Eisen. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Peace.